Okay, today we have a special guest, my neighbor, but like way bigger powerhouse than just my neighbor. Showrunner, executive producer. Yeah. I mean, so many other credits, but those ones are the ones that really blew my mind. You can keep going. Author. Author. Yeah, duh. <laughs> Sorry. That's that, a good that's one. one. Yeah, that's a yeah. big one. And then like, you know, sister, daughter, all the regular stuff. Okay. You know. <laughs> <laughs> You're like student. <laughs> Nikki Bond and my absentee rock and roll dad is taking a break from doing the podcast with me. So now I'm chatting with people whose parents screwed them up. This is Erica Bryant, who I am so happy to have you here. Normally, like I will probe a little bit, but you're such a good storyteller from being a showrunner and writing a book about your life, which I highly recommend. We'll plug that at the end. Love. I should have brought a copy of it, but it's okay. It's okay. I have one. I'll, I'll run out. I'll bring it. We'll I'll do that. Love it. Love it. So your story is very interesting and I will let you tell it, but um, this podcast, we talk about, I, we, like I have my producer, I'm always like, oh, my producer over there. It's a mirror. <laughs> yeah, it's a mirror. <laughs> yeah, look at me. Um, discussing like how our parents fucked us up. I originally started with doing it with my dad and teaching him how to be a father. And then now he doesn't want to do it anymore. So like <laughs> abandonment issues are triggered. <laughs> and now um, I bring people on and I find I learned so much from the story and forgiveness. And mm. your story is like pure, pure, pure forgiveness. You have some of it in your book. Mm -hmm. And I try not to ask too many questions when we had wine the other night. But your story revolves more around your mom. Mm -hmm. and And so do you want to take us through that well it's a little bit of both it's both parents because so um my mom and dad um met when they were in their young 20s okay. <laughs> and um my brother my mom had already had my brother and um she met my dad and a funny oh. thing a funny story about my dad they're yeah. both from michigan a funny story about him is that um, she said when they met, all these girls were like, oh my God, you have to you have to get with Greg. Da, 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 da. And she's like, well, who, is, who are they talking about? And so her their parents were actually friends already because they lived in the same like area. And so apparently she was hearing all these stories about my dad and she's like, well, who are they talking about? I need to meet him because they were like, he's going back to California and I'm going to like go with him. Like they were trying to figure their ticket out of the town. Yeah. So my mom was like, no, they're not. I'm going to get him first. So <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So when she says she met him, he, she, he's very good looking, like and older now, of course, but well, obviously because you're hot. Thanks. And he's such, he was such a cutie, I guess. And, but he looked studious. He was dressed well, had an, was driving his dad's like nice car from back then and he was carrying a book so he always had these books with him every time she like would see him and she's like he must be so smart he's always reading blah 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 well lo and behold the books were hollow and there was weed on the inside <laughs> oh no, no there was weed on the inside i'm like that's my dad that's, <laughs> that's my dad amazing <laughs> ingenuity at its best oh my god in the him. 60s no less you know <laughs> ah, that's sick <laughs> so um but yeah so they met and then you know, I come along years later, uh, my brother and I are six years apart. And, you know, my mom and dad had a really tumultuous relationship. They argued a lot, finances and dumb stuff. I think, you know, I think that my dad was the youngest of all his siblings. How many and siblings did he have? He had 
five brothers and sisters total. Uh, so he okay. was the baby. Okay. And um, and I think the favorite of my grandmother, to be honest with you. Um, and they were super close. And so I think there was a rift between my grandmother and my mom, the mother-in-law and the daughter-in-law was like yeah. a, a thing that happened there. And so anyway, they had a tumultuous relationship. My mom ended up leaving my dad because it was an abusive relationship. He never abused us kids, but him and her had a very volatile relationship. And so she left when I was about six years old. Okay. Um, and my dad raised me from that point on. Really? And, okay. And did the abusive relationship, it was just him and it was physical. With her. And then when she left, he was never, and not even volatile. No. no. Wow. Which like, when we grow up, we're like, okay, those are just two toxic people that are together mm -hmm. and you trigger each other. Mm -hmm. And when you were a kid... Was it scary or did you see it? Oh, yeah, I saw it. You did see it? I saw it. all of it. Yeah, I saw all of it. Um, It was rough to see. Yeah. It was scary. I mean, it's it's like being in a scary movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I remember moments where my brother would, like, hold me. You know, he would be sitting on the bed and I would be in between his legs and he would just be holding me because I'd be oh. like, you know, it was bad. It was yeah. bad. Um, And so, yeah, I definitely saw it. Um, And, you know... It would happen. I don't remember a lot of instances. I remember a few. I'm sure I blocked a lot of it out. Yeah. You know, trauma. Yeah. Um, but I think that for me seeing her, I was always like, I'm never going to be that woman. I'm yeah. never going to like, I would kill somebody first, probably. Like, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I think the six year old or the four year old me would be like, you know what I mean? I think just some other things would awaken in me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and they were toxic together for sure. And but to, the crazy thing is that today they're like the best of friends. Really? They talk all the time. My dad wow. still will like call him like, "Hey, do you need anything? Do you need some money or anything like that?" You know what I mean? Wow, that's wild. Yeah, it's crazy. So, how long have they been together before they had you? That um, I would assume probably five years oh that's a long time because my brother is six years older than me and so okay. i think they were together for at least no probably longer probably like eight years okay okay a while okay. you know what i mean yeah oh because he i think no it must have been five that doesn't that add, math doesn't add up right so yeah it must be it must have been five years okay yeah and you're cool with your mom now yeah we're great yeah right i talk to her every day like i it's the thing about my mom is that Unfortunately, I think that for her growing up, she didn't have the kind of parenting that she needed. Of course, we passed yeah. down our trauma, yes. unfortunately, sometimes. And Especially that generation. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, you know, she had a really, I don't want to go too deep into her story because it's her story to tell. Yeah. But she definitely had her own traumas with her own parents. Mm -hmm. And she was a bit of a runaway. Okay. And so I think that she was always looking for an escape, but also looking for an escape into love like to feel the love that she lacked as yes, a kid yes 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 and so i think for me my compassion and my ability to forgive her comes from seeing and knowing her past and seeing that little girl yeah 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 wow jesus christ you're very <laughs> grounded <laughs> i'm like okay how much therapy did you have to do to get there that's uh... so here's the thing she left when i was six and prior to this i mean you know we when they were having their volatile situations, there were times when, you know, they would get into it and she would leave him and she took me with her, me and my brother oh, with her. Okay. So we like, we went to a shelter one time in San Francisco. I remember that. I remember being in the shelter and I remember like just being up freaked out all night. I think I must've been three years old or maybe four. Wow. And I remember just seeing, I was like, ah, this is not home. And it was just really scary. Wow. And then I remember another time we slept in a car 
um, like at the top of a mountain or something like that. So, you know, and then here's the thing too, there was, there was drugs and there was a whole bunch of other stuff going on too. So it wasn't just, he was a crazy ass mofo. Yes, yes, yes. You know, it was just, it was a lot of bad habits. I think that kind of bled into the relationship. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so your question, um, we're close to this day for sure. And I think your question was what? When she come back? When did she come back? So she never really left my life completely. Okay. So she left the house and she actually asked if me and my brother wanted to go with her. She really, she did. Wow. But the six-year-old version of me, and I'm such a Virgo, the six-year-old <laughs> version of me knew that I was like, well, listen, when we left with you before, we were like in a car. And yeah, like, yeah, you're like, I want to marry off, bitch. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm like, I need to be in a house a little bit. So Smart. I was like, so for me, it was more like I I wanted what was familiar to me. Yeah. You know, but children don't want their lives disrupted, right? Yes. And so I was doing anything that I could to, to maintain that. But losing her was like the heartbreak of my life, to be honest with you. Yeah. And so she left and she was couldn't believe that we didn't want to go. But and so she had to take care of herself to really be able to come back and be in a space where we could really have a great relationship, I think. Yeah. Had she stayed, it would have, well, somebody would have died, I think. Yeah. It would have yeah, 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 just yeah. been really bad. And the blessing is too, is that I saw that at an age as six years old is when she was, when she left, I think had I been like nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, had she still stayed with him, I would have issues with men. Oh, for sure. Because I would have had a different lens and as yeah. i'm growing up as a young woman seeing that and thinking that that's okay yeah i think at six i was able to bury it deep and yeah. then my dad because he wasn't abusive to me at all he was an amazing father a horrible husband i think that it balanced me in a weird way so i don't have daddy issues yeah. i have mommy issues yeah yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? yes 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 so yeah that's so she never left and she was still in the city so i would see her periodically basically like like on weekends or something weekends, like weekends every other weekend and she okay. was you know still figuring her stuff out too when she had was had a new guy that she was seeing or whatever and did you like just, him um he was i right. i mean yeah. he wasn't good for her you know yeah. what i mean and as kids we know that like mm -hmm. my mom yeah whenever she dated someone i didn't like them it's like we know mm -hmm. and, and it's almost like the we have the instinct they should have Yes, absolutely. It's true. It's, it's like a true. dog's thing, like, mm, yeah. you ain't it, you know? <laughs> Get away from her. You suck, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, 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 100%. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm relating this more to me to see if it was the same, but like, so my dad, same thing, like, well, he was more out of my life because he lived in Florida. But when I was like six, when I was growing up, it wasn't until... I was like 18 that I, I realized, oh, I have issues. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not normal. I thought that everybody else, like, this is just mm -hmm. how it is and mm -hmm. my life is normal. Did you, you said it was the biggest heartbreak of your life. Yeah. Did you feel that at six or did it kind of sink in later on? I think I felt it at six. I think wow. I dealt with it then because I remember, it's so funny, I'll tell her this story because I still have a headscarf from that she left at the house when I was a kid. I still have it to the States in my apartment. Okay. And, um, but I remember like, crying and missing her and i remember like taking the scarf and just smelling it and it smelled like gina tay <laughs> <laughs> and i would go in the bathroom in the closet she left like some of her shower gel so i would just go in the bathroom and i would just smell it you know what i mean yeah because she was she she was she is but back then of course i missed a gap a big gap of time with her she was a great mom you I know mean, she yeah. was super loving and very much a cheerleader like you know you can do anything and if i like p 
peed and didn't sprinkle any on the toilet. She was like, good girl. So oh, wow. I was Easy a, breezy. Literally. So, <laughs> so as if I'm a boy, right? Like, yeah. can make, the, make it in the toilet. Bad example. But <laughs> it's the eggnog. It's not me. So, <laughs> tis the season. Yeah. Like, uh, there we go. If I didn't have to go get a haircut, I'd be doing that with you. Then we would just be crying at the end. Exactly. Just wasted. I know. Like, I know. I know. <laughs> But no, I mean, I think for me, um, I forgot what the questions were. Oh, uh, oh, when did it sink? In? Oh, you said at six years old, yeah. like you, you knew that there was a difference in your life. You mm-hmm. knew. Yeah. And I think too, then. because she was so present too, she was still in the city. And I think there were, because she was again, figuring her stuff out. Um, and I don't want to go too deep in this cause she's going to hear this and start crying and feel guilty. And I don't want her to feel any mom guilt at this point don't, because yeah. like, it's like, I, it's my experience, but it doesn't mean that I blame her at this point at all of all is forgiven completely. And also we're adults and we understand this now. Exactly. We understand what a complicated relationship is mm-hmm. now. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Mom, stop listening now. If you think you're going to cry, <laughs> I'll put in the notes where to pick up. Okay. <laughs> but no, like there, you know, there were times when she'd be like, Oh, I'm going to come. And then she wouldn't come. So I was like, oh. I saw had a heavy abandonment issues so i to answer your question fully i processed it then but i think I, my abandonment issues is what showed up later yes in my life and so yes. i was like when it came to dating i felt that or i saw that i was super clingy and yeah. had an issue like what do you mean you can't call me back what do you mean we can't or if you stand me up i'm like what the fuck is going on? like i lose my shit yes. and it was in literally i felt like that six-year-old kid standing at the gate like darling darling it was yeah. that yeah it's weird and did you get over that yeah and how when did that kick in like were you was that like in your teens 20s and when did it end oh geez um I think it kicked in I think it kicked in when I was I'd say probably in my 20s I think okay classic yeah because that's when the players come out too. yeah that's where I'm like 23 <laughs> yeah huh? okay boys yeah Sticks. and then I think but but I think I began to really deal with it and see it and wanted to work on it in my th- mid-30s Mid- okay mid-30s because okay. I because I didn't realize that it was something that was really hindering me I didn't yeah. feel that I was just like oh this is what the way it is and then it's like no you're responding in a way that is not conducive to your growth yes you know yes yes um and i think i was dating a guy i'm sure some knucklehead and and that's what it was i think i was more into him than he was into me i realized this the other day that men also put you in a friend zone they will have sex with you and then they just friend zone you yeah, yeah or yeah, they'll yeah, let yeah. you love them a lot yes, yes and love yes, them the yes. way that they love to be loved and not sleep with you but yeah. they just kind of keep you around Oh, sounds like what I do to men. Uh. <laughs> that was the opposite. That was the opposite. And so, yeah, so I think for me in those situations, I was like, oh, this is what's happening here. So it just made me really want to dig deep and figure it out. But I started going to, I'd say, hypno- hypnotherapy about seven years ago now. Oh, really? Yeah. And that helped? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, because I think that I had a lot of resentment toward her, yeah. like buried. Yeah. Um. And it's one of those relationships too. Like my mom will tell this to any stranger, anybody that she meets. She's like, Erica's more like the mom. I'm the, you know what I mean? I'm, yeah. I'm the nurturer. I'm the this, I'm the that. And, and that's kind of the, I think those are the roles that we chose before this lifetime. That you, when you chose each other. Yeah. I think I, and I don't have my own children. And I think I chose a mom who would be, who I could mother because she didn't have mothering. Yeah, coming up herself interesting and so i feel like my old soul which i believe i had kids in other lifetimes but i feel like me choosing this mother 
as beautiful and wonderful as she is, I think that it was me wanting to be nurturing, being mothering, but I'm that to my mom. And you aren't resentful of that? I was all? for a long time. Okay, I was. I'm not anymore, but I, yeah. I definitely was. And here's the thing. I, I think I still have moments of that yeah. because I'm like, I need blah, blah, blah. Why do I have to? Yes. <laughs> you know yes, what I mean? Yes, it's, yes, yes. it's frustrating. Well, how did you overcome that but if you have moments of it still mm -hmm. but hypnotherapy and I, and I, hypnotherapy and i talk to her i'm honest with her i'll have a conversation but like listen i don't like that i have to do blah 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 you know and she's a tough a tough bird because i don't know what it is to be a mom in this life but i think that there is no other job that you really want to be great at yeah, like you can yeah, like yeah, fuck yeah, this yeah. job i hate this da, da, da. but a mom you want every I, would, I can't imagine any woman not wanting to be good at that yes and yes. so when you fall short which all of them do because it's always our mother's fault yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever goes yeah. wrong is like it's my mom's fault yeah, yeah you know yeah. so i think you know for her i have compassion for that and i don't want her to blame herself but i do want to have i want to have a very honest conversation and explain to her how she's showing up yeah. in my experience at this point and so that we can rectify it unfortunately you know her and my brother they don't have a relationship oh, you know damn. and i think a lot of he, his resentment is very much at the forefront it's very much on the front burner at the stove for he him. was also older too he was 12 yeah so he was the precipice of turning into a teenager he yep. needed her i wouldn't say more than me but in a different way and my dad again wasn't his dad yeah you know so he yeah. felt i think probably Ooh. abandoned and then like an outsider a lot and then a lot of other family dumb stuff that happens and so thankfully my you know my dad raised him as his own and adopted him when he was like 40 years oh. old like it just oh. gave him his but she already had the last name but he officially adopted him just so that you know which is a great, um, that's an attestment to who my father is, though. Yeah. Horrible husband. Dope dad. Yeah. Dope dad. You yeah. know what I mean? And just super simple man, like not, you know, doesn't demand a whole lot of anything from anybody. He's like, listen, you love people while they're here. And then that way you don't have a panic attack and crying and all over the floor when they die. You just have to love people enough when they're here. Oh, gee. But that was, you know yeah. what I mean? Simple yeah, guy, yeah, but, yeah. but deep stuff very deep yeah. <laughs> yeah and so then okay with with mommy issues did you find uh that you had any sort of intimidation by women in power no. but no like you never seeked validation or anything from women in power or women i can't say i didn't seek validation but i definitely wasn't intimidated okay i don't know i don't i don't i'm a girl's girl yeah. And so I have like friends from 12 years old up until now. I've had friends for mm -hmm. 30, 35 years. It's crazy, you know, um, but no, never really had. I'll say this. I when before my mom did leave. She was she I think that it was a blessing that she left one because I don't have daddy issues. Yeah. Um, I think also she poured so much into me. She poured she's an adult mom because she poured so much into me by the age of six that I was good. Okay. And my grandmother was the backup. His mother. Oh, okay. Okay. Was the back, so I had a mothering figure in my life. Yes. So I wasn't completely left. Great. Yeah. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. 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 And she was a little something. She was four eleven, stout, 
badass like and had all these kids her, her raised them by herself in in california when she left her husband who was my dad's dad who was also was abusive to her so it was passed right. down you know and so i did have like she was that was the second heartbreak of my life but at the age of 13 when she died uh, because yeah. her grandparents love is unconditional oh my god yeah you're like parents suck grandparents are awesome yeah especially when they're subbing in like that was this, my mm-hmm. mom it was my mom then my grandma then my dad like mm-hmm. in order of love yeah 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 literally and she taught she was she taught me what unconditional love was you know and i think that it filled me with so much confidence and self-assuredness she died when i was 13 i was pretty much graduating from middle school so i went into high school i had a bout with depression for a bit after her death and stuff because you know she was the the the, she was the ground of my life and And then the ground fell out and you were able to identify depression at 13? Well, yeah, I was like wanting to hurt myself. Oh, damn. Yeah, I was like, this is not, this can't be good. You it know would, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I think I was anemic, heavily anemic too. I've always been anemic my entire life until recently, like this year, which is crazy. Um, but so I was passing out and stuff like that. Oh, wow. And so it was weird. And I was a straight A student. I was in school like every day on time, like the perfect attendance. I was a, I was like a teacher's pet kind of kid like I was very much like I, I want to be the smartest one and hate uh, you overachiever <laughs> uh, oh not much well, has changed in that realm but you know <laughs> I mean it's working you're doing I mean, great listen education was my way out so I wouldn't yeah. end up in the same situation so yeah I was like I'm going to overachieve my way out of here yes yes yeah did your abandonment issues or insecurities well, it doesn't sound like you had that many insecurities. It just the abandonment issues. I was going to say, did it affect your career or? I think for me, no. I mean, I didn't have a lot of ins. I think I was always the the runt of the group, the smallest yeah. of the group, the shortest, the tiniest. My nickname was Shorty and Tiny and Little Bit and all these little, you know, whatever monikers people wanted to put on me. I, th- I feel like, yeah, I didn't have a lot of insecurity. I think just m- my small stature. And I think for me, I wanted my dad, even though I was still was living with him when she left or when she went to go find herself. I, sh- uh-huh. I should say that because I don't want to put a blame thing on that. Yeah. But I think my dad, he worked a lot. So I essentially was raising myself. Interesting. I didn't have a lot of I didn't have a curfew. I had a lot of guidance. I was a straight A student, not because he was like, you better get good grades. I just was like, this is my way out. And so I think for me, my insecurities mainly were me being small and wanting attention from boys, but they didn't give it to me because mm-hmm. I feel because I was always smaller and I, my girlfriends were growing boobs and all yeah. these things and yeah. had a figure and had fat asses and even in fifth grade. And I was like, damn little. Yeah. I mean, you know, we black. So, you know, we got, yeah, okay, we got, yeah. so I was like, well, <laughs> it, ha- it happens. And so, yeah, I think for me, it wasn't really about, yeah, any of the other stuff. I think it was more so like, I just, I wanted to be noticed. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I yeah, felt a yeah. little invisible. But I, and I think that's why I also developed a really decent personality. And I say, and this, is gonna, this is gonna sound kind of weird. So forgive me if I offend anybody, but I feel like I, because I was so small, I almost, you know, um, you look at movies and you see people, kids that are like overweight uh-huh. and they have an amazing personality yeah, yeah. and they overcompensate. That yeah. was me. I, it was that. And so now that I'm older, people are like, you're you're cute, but you're actually really 
awesome and you have a great personality and i'm like because in my mind i was that fat kid not, yes yes not yes, yes. Fig- not figuratively but yeah, not yeah, yeah, literally yeah, yeah. it was like i was the one who people just didn't pay that much Same. attention to when yeah. it came to guys and stuff yep. so yeah the friend mm-hmm. the yes. friend yeah. yeah i was always friends with like the cool guys mm-hmm. but they would never ever want to be with me but i was still <laughs> like oh i feel good about this yeah. yeah yeah and i mean i like some of them liked me but it's it i just my friends got all the attention i felt like yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah which yeah. is fine i mean yeah um and so i and i also too before another sidebar is that i know we're going off of, off the parent piece but i think that i was bullied a little bit by kids in my neighborhood when my mom so? was there like just I, they used to call me rich bitch which i was like oh. we didn't have money interesting just probably the way you held yourself like you probably had confidence right and so interesting it's it's wild and and the funny thing is the one girl that lived across the street from me she was my best friend whatever that means when you're five years old or seven years old and it was she was like the ringleader of them so she would rally them all together but the funny thing is that like at christmas time we would all sit around and circle our toys r us catalogs and circle the toys we wanted and make our christmas list she would get all the black dolls. I would get all the white, the same version, but the white <laughs> no version because my parents didn't yeah. have the forethought to go find the black one. I don't know. And so I'm like, no, okay. this will do. Right, yeah. exactly. They're like, she says she wanted this. What color? What matter? I'm like, yeah. can I have one that looks like me? But she would have the dope one and I'd be like, oh my gosh. And she, so I'm like, why are you calling me the rich one? You're the one that gets everything that I yeah, want. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was super spoiled anyway. And so she would rally them up and rile them up. And then they would come and like, fuck with me and be like, come outside. I'm like, I'm not coming no. outside. Way. <laughs> I'm not coming outside. I'm not stupid. <laughs> I'm like I'm little, but I ain't stupid. I'm not doing that. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> so, so I'm. But even then, my mom was like, "Listen, you're. They're just jealous of you." Da 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 da. And every parent says that. Yeah, and it means nothing. You're like, no, I need someone my age to say that. But they're <laughs> exactly. right. They are. But it is. It is hard when your parents are on your side because mm-hmm. like, well, now I'm a bigger loser because you're telling me that they're jealous of me <laughs> <laughs> and I'm in the house playing by myself yeah, yeah. so I got accustomed so I, I got I learned how to self-soothe so and this is before she left damn so I would be in my room playing by myself with my dolls or I would I loved playing with kitchen stuff which is probably why I love to cook so much but I love just being in my room listening to music dancing by myself cooking play cooking by myself so you I literally sound like me I'm like are we the same person yeah. yeah and so then when she was gone I had trauma but I was also I had learned how to self-soothe that was your happy place you could still go there mm-hmm. and play your game and mm-hmm. do your thing yeah yeah I totally yeah get that the room your room and it's funny because your apartment mm-hmm. is like a womb yeah it's so, everyone says that yeah it's such a like special <laughs> place but that's your self-soothing yeah interesting and when you when guys when you were super clingy do you have like any stories of one that stood out where you're like oh shit i gotta work (laughs) on this um there was a situation that i was into a guy for six years who wasn't into me we were friends and i was in love with this man and and i didn't know where that came from it's like when i met him i was like oh whatever and then we kind of like you know he love bombed the shit out of me back then this was like 15 years ago something like that Interesting. and i didn't know what that was until now love bombing but okay want to explain it for people that from don't what know i what understand it, it to be love bombing is when someone you meet someone fast and furious and they're just all in you're like baby on the first and second day and you're talking for 12 hours a day and constantly texting and as if there's no other piece of either of your lives except for what you share together okay. and you're completely 
absorbed into each other super fast and and that's how you get hooked okay and then time goes on three four or five months maybe maybe not even that long and then all of a sudden they're going back to life and doing what they do and then you're like wait what love me talk to me text me spend time with me hang out with me and then you're constantly comparing where you are to what it was at the beginning and then you're always believing that you're going to make it back to that place and you never do and you never hooked up or you were hooking up we were not hooking up oh my god we like we like fourth base but that was about it okay (laughs) okay which is almost home plate but you know what i I was like that dry humping what's that what's going on i'm like do you ever hook up you're like yeah no we didn't fourth base i'm like nope that's still that's a that's going in your stand-up i know yeah i know (laughs) i already know know. it's a big base It's called it's called pleasuring without penetration. (laughs) (laughs) A one way street to me. I didn't even know really know what love bombing was, but I was like, oh, God, I've been love bombed for sure. Yeah. So he was the one that made you realize. Yeah. See, I'm clingy. Yeah. And because he. But he love bombed you. He did. He did. But I. And here's the thing. I'll say this. He didn't do anything wrong in the fact that he was very honest. Like, I don't want a girlfriend, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But he allowed me to treat him like my boyfriend. Okay. So yeah. he didn't force me to do anything. There's not a gun to my head, but I figured like a lot of women figure I'm going to love him enough. Yes. I'm going to love him into loving me. Yes. I'm yes, going to yes, like, yes. I'm going to be the one. I'm going to be the one. Him. Oh, yes. Baby. Give me a couple yes. of those. It's <laughs> <laughs> my life. Yeah. 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 So, and it never happened, of course. Um, and, and my, so in that process, I was learning that. And then, my last straw was like, oh, wait, like I needed pres, I need so I needed a partner to be present with me. And I had been there for him, you know, at times and, you know, was hoping that he would be there for me. And he was out of the country at the time and just couldn't make time to be present for me during something that I was going through. And it just dawned on me. And I'm like, he's not for you. And, and was unsure. Like, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And I'm like, first of all, I'm a sure fucking bet. Yeah, like, I yeah. am the shit. Yes. But it took me a minute to wake up to that. Yes. A long minute. And okay. my friends all knew. They would be like, you still okay? And, you know, and they didn't say anything too bad. Because I'd be like, don't you say nothing bad about, uh, you know, and I'm protective. But it yeah. was, but they saw what was going on and they didn't get it. But I think, too, we have to bump our heads sometimes. Yes. And figure it out on our own because you can't, you not everyone can learn from other people's experiences in every instance. Yeah. I can learn from other people's mistakes in certain verticals and that vertical I could not. Yeah. And and when you give people the exam, like I, same thing, I would try to teach people and it's like, no, I just give them the examples so they don't feel alone, but there's, you're only going to learn from yourself. Mm-hmm. So were you like reaching out to him a bunch and then you clued into it and you're like, oh, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And then that was your abandonment issues. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it kicked in and it was just like, oh, here we go. Here we go. And then it was like, but you know what? this is not this is not the best it's not god's best for me no like i'm not supposed to be sad and miserable and call myself loving someone who says that they love me too not in the same way whatever yeah but and then i'm supposed to be always longing yeah like that longing like oh just please that is awful yeah i always say (laughs) the butterflies in your stomach aren't a good thing that's anxiety anxiety that is not an okay thing. And I'll say this with a guy that my, with my guy now, we've been together for many years. I, 
you know, we I didn't have a whole lot of flippies. When I met him, I was like, oh, you know, great. He's good looking, blah, blah, yeah. blah. We had a great time. And then time went on and I'm like, I don't get the flippies. And I'm like, Same. oh, that was that yep. was fear. Exactly. It was I was freaked out and was like of losing hope, someone. Yeah. I hope yeah. He, you know, and it was like now I'm steady and I'm solid yeah. and I'm secure in a relationship and I don't have that stuff, which yeah. is great. Yeah, totally. And I think that also having abandonment issues, being around people like that, like we are we are going to be going for people mm-hmm. that give us a lot of love and then take it away. Because if you can attain them, then that makes up for everything that you feel mm-hmm. with your parents. Mm-hmm. And it's rewarding, but then you're like, oh no, I just want something solid. Yeah, and it's trauma bonding is what yeah. it is. You bond over the abandonment. So, you know, it, it you you pull in people into your life that that trigger that thing in you that you felt when you were a kid yeah. because that's your home base. Yeah. And so you don't realize you're doing that and then you stay in it because that's what you're accustomed to unless you do the work, unless yeah. you grow out of it and figure out, oh, that is actually not conducive to my growth and not helpful and doesn't it doesn't benefit me any longer. Yeah. So it helps you to lo- like argue for your limitations when you're in it. And you're like, oh, I don't, this is normal. And it's like, no, it's not. It's not yeah. It's not healthy. And so with, with everything, like your dad, your relationship with your dad is good. Yes. We talk at least once a week. He calls me okay. and he's my, he's my man, a hundred grand. Okay. So good. So funny. Um, we have the best talks. We talk shit. It's awesome. Okay. It's awesome. And then me and my mom, we talk every day. Okay. And when she found herself, were mm-hmm. you in your twenties or were you in your thirties? Um, I was in my thirties. Okay. Um, I think, and yeah, and she moved here to LA, I'd say a few years before I did. And then when I moved to LA in 2006, I moved in with her. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. It was a blessing. I'll say this. It was a blessing <laughs> that she allowed me to move in with her because I had gotten a job. I was in Atlanta for many years working. And then um, I got a job here in LA. And so she was like, you can come stay with me. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I did. And it was fine. I mean, we got along fine for the most part. I just know that I can't live with her. You know what I mean? It's not even it's not even against your mom. No. It's living with parents. And then they go, why are you out for dinner? What time are you going to be home? What are you doing? You're like, I'm just drinking coffee. Can you shut the fuck up? <laughs> Love them. But like, ugh, they have nothing. It was, yeah. it's, it's a it's a lot. It's yeah. a heavy load. I mean, and, and yeah, and then it's a thing of, you know, I had to drive an hour to get to work and back and it was just a whole thing. And so I think, you know, having a roommate at this point, is, unless it's my man, like it w- was just not a good idea. Yes, yes, <laughs> It just wasn't yes, a good idea. Yes. How long did you live there? But uh, not quite a year, like okay. eight months, nine months. I'm like, was that the first time that you guys had lived together since you were six? Yeah. So we had our sweet moments for sure. Um, but I think the interesting thing about parents and maybe moms, I don't know, I only have one, so I don't know if other people have this experience, but me and a friend of mine were talking about this recently and how sometimes, um, it's a thing of expectation and it's like, they have this unspoken expectation of certain things. And you're mm-hmm. like, what, the, why do you expect this of me? <laughs> yes. Where did this come from? Yes. Who yes. told you that that was the rule? But I don't, where's this rule book? Can I read this please? <laughs> like what is happening? You know? And so I think that was, there was a little bit of that, I think. Um, but we got along fine. We didn't have any blowouts or anything. And, and I can't even say she got heavily on my nerves. She cooks amazing and all that yeah. stuff. I think it was, it's just, it's my, it was more about her not knowing me. Yes. She doesn't okay. know, she, not now she does. Yes. She did not know me at the time. And so I think that she had ideas of who I was. Yes. 
based upon who I was when she when I was a kid and a spoiled teenager and my dad you know spoiled me and did all these things I think in her mind she had a vision of me that was not accurate yeah and so it was me dismantling that okay yeah and then you're trying to just be yourself mm-hmm. and then you get nagged for like, mm-hmm. whether you're being sarcastic, mm-hmm. this is me just telling my but yeah. whether your sense of humor mm-hmm. is like cutting, you're like, that's how I talk to my friends. It's like mm-hmm. fun and games. Yeah. 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 It's a hard adjustment. Yeah. And she's sensitive too. You know yeah. what I mean? So, which I, which I respect, but I mean, she's, she's a throbbing heart, the sweetest lady. She really is. And, you know, and she's growing. I think the the dope thing about my mom is that we've had some issues and I think for her, I'm a, I'm a naturally positive person. Mm. She's naturally negative. Mm. And that comes from her childhood and her parents and yes. stuff, her parenting. And so I think that that dichotomy yes. alone is like, okay. Yes, you know? yes, 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 yes. And so, and she, so, but over the years, she wants to be more positive and she, she makes an effort to be more positive and she's actually grown and changed goo gobs. That's very impressive because honestly, I feel like my therapist, everyone says like, you can't change your parents when they're at a certain age. So the fact that she has grown and changed is huge. Yeah. She wants to change. She wants to. Um, even my boyfriend, he says, he's like, when I met your mom, he was like, yo, this <laughs> <laughs> and then over, cause she was just, she was critical of me. Yes. Hypercritical. Which might be jealousy. Might be. Yeah. Might've been, might, ha- might have been, might still, uh, who knows? Yeah. But I th- she was hypercritical and I'd be like, what the f- I'm like, I do a lot for you. And I, you yes. know what I mean? And so, and just do a lot in general, or I, not, even if I did nothing, why be critical of me, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I think that, you know, now she's softened a lot. Um, yeah. And, and she's, he's like, she's grown. He's that's like, amazing. he's like, I can, he's like, he's like, they say you can't teach your old dog new tricks. He's like, that's a lie. He's like, cause I've witnessed, wow. I've witnessed seeing your mom grow. He's like, and that's not easy to do. Wow. You know, that's amazing. Yeah. Do you think, was there any any part in your career because you've come such a long way and it's you're so successful and clearly so likable because of reading your story in your book, Thank but you. was there any hiccups that happened with the way that your childhood was? Did any of that affect your career, your confidence, or was you were able to just... I think it drove me. Okay. I think it was the fire underneath my ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was yeah. it was the not wanting to experience the abandonment, the whatever, the issues of my past. So it was like, I'm never going back there. So I'm only going up. Cool. So it was my drive. I think Damn. I think it just motivated the crap out of me. That's great. I'm like, I need to go to hypnosis. Because <laughs> the fact, like, there's so much rejection. And I guess for me personally, rejection, I, I'm very, I'll keep going, mm-hmm. you know, but the rejection gets me down, puts me through mm-hmm. depression and it's, mm-hmm. and it's coincided. Well, rejection is also tied to abandonment. Exactly. That's so the problem. So you picked a career. That's You oh. chose a career that was going to <laughs> abandon you from time to time. Exactly. And that's where I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I'm like, how did you not feel that? I don't know. I think, I mean, here's what I, I did too, though. I'm a freelance executive producer, yeah. showrunner, you know? And so I think I did too, but I also, I don't know. I, I had a really rough time at one point here in LA and I was unemployed for eight months. It was a long time. This was like, maybe not quite maybe 10 years ago okay maybe longer and then and so it was a really really rough time and 
you know, I was here in this apartment actually. And I was like, oh my God, this, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I, so I, it's in the book, the stories in the book and I was praying and I'm like, if I'm not supposed to be doing this, just take it away from me. Like I'll go work at bank of America. I don't care. Like I just want to be steady. I don't want this. Yeah. Like this ain't fun. You know what I mean? And so I think, um, that was where I kind of hit a wall for me. And, and, and it, and it was like, wow, I chose something. I chose this, this, career of faith it's a faith walk and and it's it's a faith walk where if you don't kill fish you're not eating right dinner breakfast (laughs) lunch you're not eating (laughs) you know and so I yeah I, I but and then lo and behold when I surrendered then things started happening you know and doors opened when you were like just take it away Mm-hmm. they say it's one of those things where if you you know you love something so much you let it go and see if it comes back to you it's yours yeah i loved what i was exploring i loved what i was experiencing and trying the path that i was starting myself on yeah but i'm like if this if i am putting a square peg into a round hole i don't want to do that i want to do what my purpose is i want to do what i am good at i want to do something that's going to make a difference yes whether it's in the industry at large or by the people that i touch individually day by day and so you know, and I was like, I'm willing to do whatever. Like, yeah. And doors just began to open within like a week or two after I okay. said that prayer. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then now you just trust. You're like, now I just it? trust. Like, I'm not working right now, but listen, God got yeah. me. I trust that the yeah. next that the phone call. My, ring, my phone's ringing right now. Yeah. That might be that might be the do thing. Not disturb. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So no, yeah. I, don't, I just trust now. I just have faith. And can you, for people listening that like, especially when you talked about hypnotherapy, it seems like it helped you a lot. It did. It did. For me, I'm very heady. (laughs) I'm very, um, like to be in control of my thoughts. That's why I don't do heavy drugs. Like I'll, you know, I'll drink or something like that, but that's pretty much the extent of it. You can control your thoughts. Yes. (laughs) Exactly. And then with the history too, like, I don't know what that, if that gene exists. So I'm like, it's not trying crack. Who, why do people do that? I don't try something that takes you. I just, I don't want to try that. I think it's with the people you hang out with. Probably. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I just, I don't think that I have Teflon skin like that. I couldn't do yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not, no. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, what was the question? Oh, hypnotherapy, because honestly, because you said that that's what helped you forgive your mom. Um, I think it started before the hypnotherapy, okay. but I think the hypnotherapy definitely um, solidified it some more for me. Um, as I was saying, I'm very heady and I didn't think that I would go under. And so the first time that I did it, I was like, Okay, is this working? I don't know. Yeah. And it was more about meditative relaxation. Okay. And then yeah, I went under like the third time. Um so for in 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 one session, you're you're when you're in hypnotherapy, you can still hear. You're still conscious, but you're so in the dream or in whatever you're envisioning that you're kind of removed from the present state. Is how I describe it. And so she took me under and told me to envision my six-year-old self okay what I was wearing what my hair looked like what I look like and what is she doing and I think I was playing or something in my room by myself you know what I mean yeah and I think she said something like you know what is you know she asked me a question I can't remember what the question was to ask the little ask the little version of me. I asked it not out loud, but I, in my mind's mind's eye or whatever I asked. And then when we, um, she asked me to, you know, go to her and give her a hug, 
whatever the question, I can't remember what the question was because I was under. Yeah. But I asked a poignant question to my six-year-old self and and I think crying. I started crying yeah. while I was under and then she was like, hug her. And it, it helped, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it was, and I don't know how that was necessarily tied to my mom per se, but I think it was me mothering me. Yes. In yes, that yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, what yeah. I was missing, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, that's how it happened. Wow. Okay. In one session. In no, that third session. That was my third session. And now okay. I still go. You do? I still, yeah. Oh, I want that contact. Yes. For I got sure. You. Yeah. I still, she's fantastic. And I go maybe, for me, it's almost like you go to the dentist like every, I mean, I go more frequently than that, but dentist like every six months for cleaning. Yeah. It's maintenance. Yeah. And so I go to kind of keep my vibration high as well. I meditate. I do baths. Yeah. I burn candles. Like I do all of the, I yeah. pray every day, like multiple times a day. Like I am very much about, that's a huge part of self-care. Mm-hmm. And I think that when we are reaching outside of ourselves and we're doing so much for other people, we get depleted yep. and we don't fill ourselves back up. And so I think that's where sometimes that anxiety comes up uh-huh. or that freaking out thing comes up when you're kind of maintaining and p- putting in what needs to be there. You don't get depleted as easily. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. So, cause, because everybody has different methods of how they dealt with it. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's your if you didn't go to therapy, but that's what's helping you. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. And I, and I journal too. Like I used to not right now and I haven't journaled as frequently as I should, but for a good 10 years, I journaled every day. I yeah. have, I have a bin stacks and stacks and stacks of journals that yeah. I just every day wrote yeah. something. And I think they say something about when you're writing, it's cathartic and it pulls things out of you. It, it almost allows you to see your mind on paper and allows you to dump it. So you're not, it's not festering on the yeah. inside of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe that, I'm sure that helped as well. Yeah. Read a lot of books, a lot of self-love, self-help yeah. books. Over That's, the years. Do you have recommendations? Um, Sheesh, yeah, a lot. I mean, it depends on what the issue is. Like I had multiple, so I've read things like um, Codependent No More was okay. a big one back in the day. A lot of books that I read back in the day were also like spiritual books and the Bible, like things like that. Um. So yeah, I think it depends if I have recommendations. Codependent no more. Were you codependent? I think so. With with who I, it was it was the person that I was with oh, that I would man. choose. Oh, you man. know, because yeah. I was afraid to lose them. So I yeah. it's the clinginess. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. that's the needy, clingy thing. And and just to jump back to that for a second, do you think that that drove people away? Or do you think that you were just choosing the wrong guy? I think both. Yeah. I think I was choosing the wrong guy and I think it also ran that wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah, and right now, but with your partner now, yeah, was it a transition at the beginning? Oh yeah, yeah, me too. Oh me yeah, too. Me too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, because he's a he's a very strong man. Yeah, man. He's, he's a, a firefighter. Man. He's a fire captain. He's a fire captain. <laughs> <laughs> he was walking down the hall the other day with his jacket half open. I was like, I'm not going to my show. I'm going to hang out at Erica's. See you guys later. Was like, Jesus. Yeah, it was it was it was um tough because he's an alpha. I'm an alpha. Yeah. And so I think it was me understanding that I could be in my femininity. Yes. And in my career, I can, I'm not feminine. Yes. I'm very masculine in my career. And so it was me learning to, you know, soften. Yes. And the book for that, I can remember that off the top of my head, is um getting to I do. And talks about like the male female roles. And I know that there's so much fluidity right now with gender and all that stuff. Um, I am very much for me in my life. I subscribe to that because 
you know, I know what my role is. And yeah. I also was raised a certain way. And so it yeah. feels natural to me. Um, and, my, and he reminds me a lot of my dad oh, because okay. he's a strong guy. Like their hands almost look the same. It's uh. really weird. But um, but just very simple guy, like just good hearted integrity, not like all about a bunch of nonsense and flash. He's just very just a basically good human being. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and also I think that the good people like that when the crazies like us come in with our <laughs> abandonment because if you're treated a certain way whether it's the relationship mm -hmm. or the bullies when you're kids mm -hmm. or your parents leaving when you find when those things keep happening to you then you do get the high from people leaving you date people like that and then you become in your 30s and like you know you you everything kind of rounds out yeah but you're so used to dating motherfuckers right. that you expect them to leave and so yeah. like the stigma of the crazy i have something to say about that yeah. because when um <laughs> when we first were dating um we were like get into stupid arguments it's like someone said recently like you know don't let a don't let a roommate a roommate issue become a relationship issue oh interesting so like you left your such and such and it's like yeah, turns to a yeah, big, it's yeah. like why are you fighting about yeah. that? that's a roommate issue it's not a relationship issue yeah that's a good you know? point i'll tell matt that <laughs> yes tell matt <laughs> and so we were arguing about something stupid and it never escalates which is great because he's pretty calm very few times has it been like yeah. like world war three um and we were arguing and so i was like all right well fine i guess so we're breaking up and he was like what and he was like, yeah, we're having a disagreement. Yes. This is what relationships are. He had to say that to me at least three times or three occasions oh, because wow. I kept thinking, oh, now I pissed you off. So now we're going to break up. And he's yeah. like, no. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going anywhere. That's amazing and so safe. But to hear that, yeah. I didn't even realize that I was projecting that. But when he said that to me, I was like, oh, I do think that. Yeah. Because that's what's always happened. Yes. And it's also no offense mom but it's what happened when you yeah. were a kid so it's like we know this this yeah. is just the way it goes mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so he taught me because too he came from a very stable household yeah. you know what i mean had both parents blah, blah, blah. and so having someone who had that background versus me it also gives me a sense of comfort mm -hmm. because he's speaking from a place of we're not b both blind in it yeah you yeah, know what yeah, i mean yeah yeah, yeah. um and he didn't know what a healthy relationship was either. Let's be clear. Like he had a bunch of crazy bros, no crazier saint. than me. Yeah. Which yeah. I have very little crazy in my tank. They were like <laughs> three quarters of a tank, like crazy. Because sometimes people that come from stable places just want a little excitement, you know? Yes. Yeah. I think, and yeah, he like he. I think he likes the excitement for sure, or at least used to. Yeah. Um, no, he's with boring me. So because <laughs> now I'm, uh, I'm healed. Erica, you get I'm crazy. Healed. Come I on. Let's... I used to not anymore. I'm healed now. She's healed. <laughs> zen <laughs> so yeah okay that's yeah i think that that's the biggest thing is when they when they're like nope this is the safe place to mm -hmm. be and recognizing that yeah. just for people that have fucking abandonment issues because it is hard it is yeah. it is it can be it definitely can be and i think too you know you either you continue to attract the same person or you attract that person and in that relationship, they continue to abandon you. Yes, yes, you yes, them. yes. When you want something, when you need something, or when you want support, or whatever it is, and that's a dance too. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. So, 
Yep, just have to be mindful and be willing to to, as my book says, do it scared and just be without. Yeah, you know what I mean. Something maybe I'm not saying leave your partner. I never advise any of my friends like leave your man, girl, because the streets are not fun. Yeah. But if it's not feeding you, feeding you, then you have to find find out what the nourishment is that you need and figure out how to get it Yeah, from that person. Yeah. Or if it's only feeding what your parents didn't give Mm -hmm. you, which filling a void. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So do you want to plug? Yeah. Let's plug that book. I'll go grab it one sec. This is Erica's book. This is the book. This is the baby. It's the baby I never had. (laughs) (laughs) Called doing it. Doing it scared. It's an inspirational guide to facing and conquering fear. Um, and it's just my, you know, love letter to my past, I think. There's another one coming out. I'm oh, write, sick. I'm there gonna, is? I'm going to write another one this year, probably. Amazing. Into this, well, we're at the end of the year now, so I'm going to start focusing on that. This is such a good read because it is self-help, but it's also your journey and it's inspiring. And there's like a lot of relatable stuff and what you've achieved in your life and how you kept going up. Yay. It's very good, especially. Uh, that's why I like to have people on that are powerhouses because it's like you did come from mm. a broken home mm-hmm. abandonment issues yeah. and you're just so fucking grounded and i'll like go over there and i just get therapy from her i'm like thank you <laughs> free therapy yes, yes and my nice. couch could talk as i say <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm like what was something that you got from the book what, do you remember anything that, that actually spoke to you and made you go oh well to be honest i think that a lot of stuff in this book you've said to me in person got it okay and so it was more of reminders of things that you told me, but there was, I, the mat, the magical things that happened to you in your career, Mm -hmm. the signs that you got and the patience that you had is the thing that stood out to me the most. Like when you, yeah, I forget, um, what show you were on, but you were leaving top model. Maybe I think, is that before, um, after Tyler, um, it, was, it was after Tyler. So yeah, I, leave, I left the studio, then went to Tyler, then left Tyler, and then went. To I him. think you know what was crazy was when you left the stu- when you went to Tyler. That mm-hmm. was like a magical moment, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden that was a bit yeah crazy. crazy. So then it was like this magical moment. It taught me like, oh, you think you know what you want, and then it's rocky, and then that it seemed like your dream could just go away, mm-hmm. but then you got the next offer yeah. so those were the things that and just how you pushed through it that yeah. stuff that really mm-hmm. stuck out to me yeah. like that's the stuff that i find really inspiring mm-hmm. um i think what i often remind myself is that as a freelancer and just even the person in stand up i have other friends that are comics as well and i think it's you know knowing that you've never well some people have but in my walk i'm like okay i've never been homeless and destitute yeah. and couldn't eat yeah. and couldn't didn't have a roof over my head even that's if true. it's people that let me, you know what I mean? I have yeah. people. So there's that. And then, you know, every situation, it's always better than the last one. God always promotes us, never demotes us. And that's something you that know? I think I forget a lot, honestly. I, I always think like when there's a void, when there's nothing happening, I'm like, oh, it's worse now. Instead of realizing like, no, it's been getting better. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what I say is when I have like right now my break, I'm like, God's giving me rest because yeah. the next thing is going to wear my ass out. Yes. So I'm just getting my rest all the way up Yeah, and my me time in and all that stuff and cleaning and nesting and like organizing yeah. my place because when I'm working, I have no time for any yes. of that. Yes. So for me, I just take those times like, okay, thank you God for the rest. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. 
That's awesome. And do you want to promote your show that's coming out? Um, it's going to be out on Hulu next uh, year in 2023. Um, I'm not sure uh, what the time slot's going to be. Not sure what the air date is yet because we're still editing it. But it's on Hulu. It'll be called Sisters LA, I think. They may okay. change the title too. So okay. who knows? So yeah, so maybe not the good time to plug it just yet. Because right, we're still in the process. <laughs> just keep an eye just out. Just keep for an eye it. out for it. It's keep gonna be a really awesome Erica's show name. on Hulu. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Thank this you was for great. having me. And you can get her book on Amazon. Amazon, you can get the book. You can also um download the Audible. It's on Audible as oh, well. Great. And it's me. Oh yeah. It's me reading the book. So I have a very soothing voice if you haven't noticed. Yeah. But no, it's really it's really cool. Um awesome. It's a two-hour read. It's a yeah. flight read. Like it's, it's, it's the great. Best. Yeah. It's a great gift. All that stuff. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? It's Christmas time, guys. Get the book for yourself, <laughs> for your family. Yes. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. I wise, me. wise woman. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thanks.